Nice. Welcome to another episode of the Aggregate School Podcast with myself, Ayot. I'm here with my boy, Elijah. Elijah, how you been, bro? Jeez, I've been good, bro. I've been dope. Like, it's been um, it's been a good week. Um, looking forward to to chopping up with you. So much sport since we were last back, and yeah, just just willing to jump all in again. Awesome, awesome. Um, before we start, guys, thank you so much for all the support. Um tuning in to us obviously we're on um we're on apple Podcasts and we're on uh, spotify both of those were on as the aggregate score and then we are on um, instagram as well which is uh, let me get our instagram up it is the underscore aggregate underscore score and you can follow us there um we've got a couple basketball videos we've got a nice little cheeky pie free kick when he was with West Ham and he was an absolute bowler. Yeah, good times. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're going to have some more stuff going up in the next couple of weeks. So um, do follow us on there. But um, just to get things started, you know, obviously, um, oh gosh, like, can you imagine? It was Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, obviously, America. We had the NFL games. And, you know, I think one of the one of the star games of this week definitely has to be the Bucks against the Chiefs. Uh, yeah. Uh, did you get a chance to see the game? What did you think? Um, yeah. Is it I like call, the old guard? I call like the, the end. Guard? Yeah, go on. <laughs> That's kind of the vibe, yeah. Like, I caught, yeah. I caught the end of the game. So when it was like, I think the Bucks were leading by 10 points at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, no, sorry, not Bucks, sorry. The Chiefs were leading by 10 points at, at some point. And then the Bucks came back and scored a touchdown. And it was like, okay, cool. It's a, only a three-point game. Um, but yeah, it looked, it looked like... So Brady looks good, but Brady's, I think, struggling in this new system at the moment just because mm-hmm. like they're still not on the on the exact same page. Um, Antonio Brown has not been fantastic, but he's making some good runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Evans has is, is been has been solid for them. So they 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 look like once they get it get it going, the Bucks, that they could be a, like a Super Bowl team. Of course, yeah. But, but the Chiefs are just like watching Ooh. Patrick Mahomes play is just amazing. The guy just does things that are just. I'm just looking at him. I'm like, how did he even know where this person was? Or how did he know what to do? He's just a very smart, smart quarterback. Like, yeah. he knows exactly what he's doing at every moment. Um, and even plays where, like, it looks like he's about to mess up. He'll just, and like, then... snapshot, make a decision. Oh, yeah. And it'll and it just be, yeah, play out of the bag. So, I think that, that game with, like, Tyreek Hill had just an unreal first quarter. He had something like 200-something yards and two touchdowns in the first quarter, which was oh, mad. Yes. Oh, yes. Luckily, I haven't fantasy in one of my leagues, so I was excited. But yeah, to answer your question, I do think it's more of like a, it does seem like a, a sort of shifting of the guard in terms of like the next GOAT QB is is coming in. And now they're two and two against each other. So they've um, two games, Brady's won, two games, Mahomes has won in the regular season. So we'll see how it goes the next time. People are saying that they might see each other again this, okay. this offseason in the playoffs. So who knows? Yeah, but yeah. for now, it's looking like a nice, a nice better rivalry that we're going to have going forward. I mean, definitely. When you said that about Mahomes in terms of his throw-in, now, for me personally, I know a lot of, not know personally, but pundits obviously say Mahomes is almost similar to um, Rogers in the fact that I feel like those are the only two that can make certain throws. Don't get me wrong, Brady is amazing. He does make throws, but not like not like Mahomes. I feel like Mahomes has a way about him, and it's not just even about being in the pocket, but escaping out of the pocket. He still yeah. is able to extend the time and make really good p- plays. Obviously, if I'm going about stats, you know, man tried to do his homework again. Like, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to the stats, it is now that Patrick Mahomes leads the NFL in passing yards and Tyreek leads in receiving yards. Now, Tyreek now has a 1,000. Can you imagine? He's hit 1K already. 
He's got 1,021 yards um, for the Chiefs these, this season. Um, yeah, with Patrick Mahomes, his stats going to him at the moment, his passing yards are 3,035. So That's it, crazy. it's one where, and we all, we all know what Patrick Mahomes can do. I mean, I saw it last season. There was times where he literally just blew other teams. They, they blew other teams away. Yeah. And it's true, Tariq, it's got to be said, like, Tariq is definitely in that conversation of being one of the best um, wide receivers in the league, hands down. Yeah, I think is, he's, he's elevated himself up there for sure. Yeah, he's, he's like, playing so well, um, making plays. He's got that killer speed as well. And we always yeah. know in, in, in any sport, you know, football, look at Mbappe, you look at other sports as well, speed kills. If you've got speed, mm-hmm. you can definitely, you know, take down a team. The Bucks will get there. I feel like they just need to, it needs to click for them. And it, it probably yeah. will, because obviously you're looking at it now and Brady left the Patriots and we'll get to the Patriots a little bit later. But the yeah. state that they're in is, <laughs> I mean, Cam was looking like like Superman before in years back. Now he's just looking like Clark, maybe like a half of, of, of Clark, even if he is even on Clark's level. I mean, I don't even know. But it's... Yeah. Um, like fair credit to the Chiefs. We all know that definitely if, if you're making like a bet, definitely they are odds on to make make the Super Bowl final. They're looking brilliant. And at this yeah, point, yeah. For sure. It sucks it sucks for me as a Raiders fan because they're in our division. So like every year they're just they're <laughs> gonna be good for the next like 10, 15 years. So we just have to get better as a team and hopefully we can get like the wild card in our division because <laughs> they're just too good. They're but so like even good. watching like Mahomes and, and their coach like go back and forth, like mm. Andy Reid, when they when they make like decisions in like say like third down situations, mm-hmm. it's the way that they're able to do things that's, that most QBs won't do. Yeah. So for example, if most QBs are like, I don't know, third and 26, like they were yesterday at some points, mm-hmm. they'd probably just like punt it or like, or get rid of the ball, whatever. But these guys will, you just have a feeling that they, they, they might just score a touchdown because they can. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, they're just so in tune. I think it's just the perfect sort of match of a, a great player with a great system and a great coach. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah they're, they're set for the next couple of years, which is why they gave them so much money because they know that that, that situation just works for the next Because they need to do it. They paid the guy. They paid him yeah. a, a king's ransom. And to be honest, rightly so, this guy has many more years and they're going to be in a lot more Super Bowls now. I know a lot of people were saying about the Ravens being there as well. And I still believe it might be one where the Ravens win it one year, but then the Chiefs come back to do it again and again. They've got a good a good group of players, an amazing quarterback. And whenever your quarterback is, is good, you've got a good chance if you've got weapons. But if your quarterback is great, I mean, look at what Rodgers has been doing with the Green Bay Packers. And they've not even drafted a... We haven't even drafted a wide receiver for him. And he's still yeah. been, been making miracles. I'm like... Damn, guys, can you put some respect on this guy's name. Respect, put some respect on this guy's name. Like yeah. he is a great player, but um, yeah, fair fair play to the fair play to the Chiefs. Um, the Bucks will get there, and it will just be interesting to see how it is uh, come playoff time. I mean, I, I was even speaking of Rogers. Uh, watched the Green Bay Packers game against um, against the Bears, and and, and wow. Rodgers is just, I'm literally, he's just lighting it up game after game after game. Mm. He is now, um, in terms of, if, we, if we're looking at passing stats, as I, as I had it up before, um, he is fourth in the passing yard, so he's got 2,869. Um, I think in terms of offense, the Green Bay Packers are fifth in the league. And obviously it was a good day for him, but not just for him, but also for the running backs. 
because Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams combined for 163 yards, you know, on 34 carries. So for me, we getting up, we getting our team back. It's just the def- it, the defense did really well because obviously yeah. they picked off. Is it Trubisky? They picked them off maybe like three or four times, mm-hmm. three or four interceptions, and one of them was a pick six as well, um, which uh, I think is is it Zadarius Smith. Not sure, guys, if you're listening, but definitely one of the Smith brothers. They're not brothers, really, but <laughs> one of the Smiths took it into the house. So, um, yeah, man, I'm just happy with my team. Look. Yeah, you guys are doing really well. And obviously, like, the Bears are like a tr- like on offense, the Bears are trash. But defensively, they're a really good team. Really so good, fa- yeah. The fact that you scored like 41 points on them is like crazy. Because, yeah, Rodgers is just is just clicking. Devontae Adams is doing Devontae Adams things. Devontae! <laughs> like, there was, there was a play, the one that he scored for his, his touchdown. Like, it looked like the play was done. Like, he was he was covered and it, it looked like he, he just couldn't get the ball. But he made a move. Rodgers knows where he's meant to be. He just flung, flung the ball and it, it went to him. So I was like, yeah, these two are on the same page for sure, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, obviously, if we look in terms of uh, playoff, the playoff picture at the moment in the NFC, just generally, it's the Saints who are nine and two, and they've got the the number one seed. The Packers are number three, but the Packers are leading leading their division in the NFC North. Obviously, defe- defeating the um, defeating the Bears was good because obviously they're the, they're a division they're a division rival. Oh, yeah. division? Did I say that right? The division rival. So. I mean, the Bears, that was their fifth straight loss of a game, um, which is, yeah, not for them. So their season looks like it's not really it's not really heading great. But I'm getting more stats, you know. The Packers converted five out of six on the third downs in the first half. They were just, they were just brill. But, I mean, to, to not just lose in the air, but to lose in the ground as well was, um, yeah. yeah, it wasn't the best end. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah, the Bears they they they're looking for something. Obviously, I don't know if they... I think they need to. Uh, just they, their defense is really good, as we said, but I think mm-hmm. their offense just needs a whole overhaul. Like they've got two two Q, QBs that aren't like they're not getting it done. Nick Foles mm-hmm. was great under like in the in the Eagles that time they won a the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and Trub- Trubisky's always been a, just slightly a below average QB, so they probably need to like move on from both of them. But they're they're paying them a lot of money, so. <laughs> Boy, they're paying them a ton of money. They gotta figure out something, boy. Yeah. <laughs> they gotta to get it together. I mean, um, if I'm looking in the NFC, obviously looking at the Seahawks, who uh, Russell Wilson, you know, we we're talking about him being an MVP, you know, candidate. Now it looks like it's probably Mahomes who's gonna gonna do it. But you never know. We're still in the latter stages of the season. But obviously, yeah. they went and beat the Eagles, um, twenty three seventeen. You know, Metcalf, um, had a had a good game. I mean, ten passes, one hundred and seventy-seven yards. Yeah, he's he's a monster. He's, he's a like, monster, man. The size of him and the <laughs> fact that he's able to run so fast and like catch these balls, like he's yeah. They're calling him the new Megatron, but like yeah, he's he's very good. Love very that. Love that player. name. Love that name. And then again, uh, another. I'm kind of like talking about my players of the week in terms of like um, in the NFL. I mean, Derek Henry. Is there any answer for this guy? Because he is literally, I want to say he's the new beast mode. That, that's a big thing to say, but mm. you just, we all know what's going to happen. It's like, it's like, no one can stop this guy. I mean, yeah, I mean he, he's one of those, like once he has the ball, just, just, just get out of the way because there's nothing else you could really, do. You know, I love, I'm going to be like saying that it's going to be stat attack every week, but 178 yards on the ground, three touchdowns. 
Lord have mercy. <laughs> like AJ Brown catching four passes for 98 yards and and a oh my gosh. I'm telling you, the, this Titans team, when Derrick Henry is on it, oh it's just so much. And obviously against the Colts, it just looks bad. Look at that 45 26. Oof. What do you yeah. reckon? Do you reckon the Titans can I mean, do you reckon they, I, I definitely know obviously they're heading to to the playoffs 100 percent and they'll be in the postseason, but I think can so if they you look make at their, it to the their division. Ball? It really depends, I think, like how the other standings and the other other divisions play out. Because obviously they're top of their one, and I think yeah. they're they're the best team of the of the Colts, Titans, Texans, and Jaguars and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think depending on how the AFC works out, obviously we're we're trying to get in the mix as the Raiders. We just took a massive L to the Hawks. That that one hurt. No, mm. the Hawks, sorry, the Falcons. I keep mixing basketball and football. football. Uh, the Fal- Falcons, Atlanta Falcons, they destroyed us. Mm. Uh, it was like 40-something six or whatever it was. Derek Carter didn't have his, have his best game. Yeah, yeah, I heard uh, that proper bad. Proper bad. So we're trying to get in the mix for playoffs. Obviously, the Steelers are undefeated. They're in our, in our conference. Um, the Chiefs are just amazing. And obviously, the Bills are quite good under Josh, Josh Allen. He's had like a... An up and down year. He started off like really on fire, especially for like fantasy football stuff. But now yeah, he's sort of slowed down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, no, I think the Titans are up there. They're a team that could potentially, with Derek, with Derek Henry, like anything is possible when they're in the game. So if you can and, stop, like, yeah, it's true. God, you were going to say sorry, man. I was just going to say that, yeah, but their QB as well is also playing quite well. Tannehill's like yeah, being he's been quite productive for them as well. So, uh, But do you know what it was? I mean, when I saw it uh, last season, the, how far they went, I feel like Tannehill, he doesn't sometimes get the credit he deserves, but also it's so like, it's so well balanced because you have such a good running game. Like a team's thinking, okay, if we stop Henry, like we pretty much stop them. But if Tannehill starts obviously warming up, if he starts cooking and get, gets things rolling, then you've yeah. got another weapon in that as well. Definitely, yeah. If him and AJ Brown are clicking, then... They've got like a proper deal for it, for it. Sorry. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, my, my next game I wanted to go to is it is you know a lot of people were asking that question: Is it the fact that for the Patriots is it because Brady was there that they were winning the games, or was it obviously um, their coach uh, Belichick? Yeah, it is Belichick, right? Yeah. I'm always forgetting sometimes the names, and then I'm like, yeah, that's the that's that's the name. But um, the fact that I mean. I was really hoping for things for Cam this season, but I mean, I don't know. I want, I want more. I know he's coming off a long layoff, but what's yeah. your initial feeling? Because they only just, like, and when I say that, only just squeezed past the Cardinals. Yeah, that was a. It was, it was a good win for them to be honest, because the Cardinals were a good team this year with Kyler Murray and and Deon, DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, as as a team, the Patriots have just been like. The defense is not the same as it used to be under like Stefan Gilmore and those guys. And the offense just has, they have like zero options for Cam. Like I, I want Cam to be better for sure. Because mm-hmm. I think yeah. he's is, he is missing quite a few throws and stuff. And he's not running the same way he used to run. Obviously that's expected after the injury. But um, yeah, he's just, he just doesn't have any weapons. Like his only weapon really is like Edelman and Edelman's old and he's not even playing right now, I don't think. Yeah. So like, yeah, he needs more options on offense. Um, running wise, they're okay because Cam can run. Mm-hmm. But again, it's not enough. So like, it's hard to really judge Belichick on this season because he hasn't had the same we- weapons he had when 
Brady was there. But then again, the whole New England Patriot way is the, is the fact that anyone can step up and be a guy in their system. That's true. So just maybe proving a little bit that Brady was the guy and like Brady was part, <laughs> of, the, part of the solution mm-hmm. for them because they're really struggling now on the cam and, and with this offense right now. But with Brady, they always seem to make a way, even when they had like just people that no one knew of or heard of were like making plays and making runs and stuff. So yeah, I think it's definitely showing, it's showing Belichick's hand a little bit. But mm-hmm. I think he might need another season. If we see that next season, if the same thing persists and they're not as good as next season, then for sure we're like, okay, cool. Brady was the guy. It wasn't Belichick's system. It was Brady just being an amazing QB. So we'll have to see how it goes. But even like Brady himself hasn't been perfect this year. As I said, in, in Tampa Bay, they're still clicking, trying to like get things to click a little bit. So it's going to be an interesting couple of years to see what happens with those two. But their stories are forever intertwined, to be honest with you, just because they've got so much history and stuff. Yeah, of course. I mean... Just to like sum up that really is is your right. Brady was doing a lot of the stuff where it's looking like it is now. And I feel Cam I've I've been a bit harsh on him because I'm thinking, raw, what's been going on over the last like few weeks? Obviously yeah. he came back from coronavirus, so he had that. He's just coming from a massive injury to obviously a new team, no excuses, you know, like intended or made for him. But I think they will do enough to kind of make it into the playoffs. Um, like as far as they go, I'm not sh- really too sure about that. But um, yeah, he definitely needs weapons. They'll need to like bring some people uh, next year to help him. Right now, they just have to keep doing what they're doing. Really, just stick with the system as, as which they always do, and hopefully, someone makes the step up for them. You know, um, going on to another team. I'm just I feel like I'm just jumping in between teams, but a team that like always like doesn't like amaze me, but I always know they're going to be good is the Saints. And again, you know, absolutely crushing Denver. 31-3 was, I mean, wow. Like, yeah, they've got a, they've got a team where it kind of reminds me about like, the Chiefs that got like good off, like not even good, great offense. You've got great running back, great wide receiver. Um, yeah. You've got a good quarterback in as well. Your defense is good. But I'm always thinking, when will they get that next Super Bowl? I mean, obviously they won it, won it years before. But I mean, you know, I always feel like something just happens in the, in the postseason. Like they don't get a decision go their way. They just miss out on it. And like, what was your take? Like, what's your take? Obviously, from the game from it being thirty-one-three, and then the fact that you know, obviously, can they do it? Because not at the moment they're number one seed in, in I think they're they're leading their division as well. But in terms of NFC, they're. They're nine and two, which is the best record in the NFC. But, yeah, they are. Um, they had a like. So to be honest, they were always going to be the Broncos this week because the Broncos had no QBs. <laughs> yes. So um. So Sorry because because they they had no yeah they had no one to actually play QB this week. So they had their uh their practice squad wide receiver come and play QB for them, and he only ever played QB in college really. So he hasn't had any professional snaps. He didn't. He didn't have any. I don't think he had. I think he had like a day of practice, oh, or not even boy. a day. He basically was. He basically was told on the Saturday, and they're playing on a Sunday. So he had no time to figure out the offense, wherever it was. So he, he obviously struggled through a couple of interceptions, but full credit to him for even just going out there, to be honest, because like to to be a, a QB in the National Football League is is like mental. So the fact that he was even out there was like a credit to him, but they, that team struggled. And the Saints, obviously, they don't have, they don't have their, their main QB right now in Drew Brees. So they were playing mm-hmm. um, Taysom Hill. And he's just like he's just good at these little like short QB runs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, they, so they weren't even re- really utilizing like Michael Thomas to the, to the fullest or like Emmanuel Sanders to the fullest. But 
as you said, with their running game with Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray, and their their really good defense, they've got like a, a good sort of one-two punch. So they, I think they're going to be good this season. I think in the postseason depends if Breeze comes back from injury. Mm-hmm, that's true. Yeah, we'll have to see what when what he's like once he's. Because I think he had like a was it a broken a bruised rib or something or yeah he something did, like yeah. that. Yeah, so once he comes back, we'll have to see how how good they are again with Breeze. Because even this season, people are saying that this was like Breeze's like demise a little bit because he was starting to look like he wasn't really making the same throws and stuff like that. Yeah, um, that's true. But that's true. we'll have to see how it goes with Taysom Hill at the helm. They obviously have Jason, Jameis Winston at QB, but they're, they're not playing him at all now because like mm-hmm. Taysom Hill's been, been performing and they've won two games with him and at QB. So, yeah, I think the Saints are going to be good in the postseason. I, I just don't know if they've got enough to take that next step, as you've said. Like, I think they are going to be one of those teams that are going to be in the mix but I don't know if they're going to like for example in your division I don't know if they can beat you I'm not sure with your QB mm. and their QB and their I don't QB. know I mean that's a good question I think you got a point I think in years before maybe but I feel like with the emergence of like Aaron Jones um, yeah. and there's like maybe one or two pieces in the defence I'm not saying our defence is as good as theirs because I definitely know our defence has been it's been pretty much trash this season We've been, we've been allowing a lot of points as well. But, um, yeah, in Rodgers, you would think that Green Bay might have the edge if, if if Green Bay were at home in order to obviously get the victory. But I don't know. I like I like the Saints. I like what they're, they're obviously doing. You, I mean, both of the those that wide receiver and, and, and running back that they have is just on another level, I personally think. But you're right. In the mix, but I'm not sure if they'll be able to hold it down. Yeah. But, um, yeah, guys, if you was listening to that NFL segment, give us a, a thumbs up or whatever, because that was actually quite a nice little little chat there. Moving on to the football, obviously, you know, Champions League night. I always feel like whenever you hear that Champions Champions League music, yeah. like, yes, <laughs> get it. Obviously, we're in, this is game week five, you know, just looking at the groups. Uh, one of the big talking point was obviously Man City qualified for the Champions League last week. But um, Liverpool have the opportunity to, um, if they draw against Ajax at home, to obviously um, uh, get uh, to qualify for the latter stages. And it's yeah. one where it's been a bit of a bit of a tops and turvy week. Obviously, just to briefly go into it, not very happy about the Brighton game. Understand mm. it though. All the Atalanta game, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I knew he rejigged things, and I was a bit frustrated about that. I think one, <laughs> my main thing is just you know obviously game management and stuff like that, but more of a sense of VAR is now becoming it's a thing. Is that Do it as dirty. I'm not, I don't want to be one of those fans because they're going to be like, oh, okay, Liverpool fans always complain, but I mean, come on, the Salah goal, really? It's yeah, so like, tight, you know? Yeah, what are you it's about ridiculous. That? VAR is just, it's just been, ugh, it's just been trashed this year. Like every I decision think... just seems to, if it was like, a few decisions every now and then, they'd be like, oh, but like on the whole, it's working, right? And we'd be like, cool, that's making sense. Mm. But I feel like every week, it's like we're waiting to find out what mistake it's going to make this week and how badly the decision is going to be for offside or giving a penalty that's not a penalty or something stupid like that. So, yeah, they definitely need to revisit it, revisit it, I think, at the end of the season and try and make the necessary changes because, like, we are... I think I think you might find a lot of players, like, losing the... Not the joy of football, but losing, like, their enthusiasm a little bit to play and... They'll be rather than like playing and just just letting let themselves play. They'll be looking out for certain like just decisions and making things happen because of VAR. So mm-hmm. it's it's so kind of taking away the authentic authenticity oh. a little bit of football, I yeah. think, because of like just decisions like dumb. Like that was it wasn't offside. <laughs> I don't know why they took like judged it as offside. Me, I think if it's, it's not what what is clear and obvious mean anymore in football, I don't even know. 
Mate, I think it's not even just that. It's more of a sense of... No, no, you're right with that. I agree. But it's with the line, mate. I've seen little toes, armpits. And I'm not saying we're not the only team as well, because obviously if you look at the Aston Villa game on... Uh, uh, yeah, just yesterday, just gone. I mean, I think that was very, yeah. very tight in it as well. I think what really annoys me is just... Uh, I find it just the consistency is just very much lacking. And yeah. it, there's so much, um, I don't know, so much is up to interpretation when VAR was something that was going to help to to clear out these sort of things. You know, obviously exactly. we have um, the Hawkeye that helps us know about uh, the ball not going over the line. And to be honest, I get that. There's been instances where, you know, we had it when we played against Man City. It didn't, it looks from my eyes that it had gone all over and it had done. Obviously, a little bit, as they said, millimeters hadn't, and obviously it doesn't count. So, put my hand up and say. But um, in terms of our, our playing, it, it was just very unlucky. I always thought we needed a second goal. If mm-hmm. we didn't get it, it was going to be difficult. Um, Jota, again, proving how amazing he's been. And for, for my sin, anyway, first half of the season, definitely signing, signing of the season. But um, I agree with that. Yeah. In terms of the Champions League, if, just looking into like all the group games and stuff, and like who we reckon who's gonna do it? Like, are we po- are we both in agreement that we that we most likely think it will be Bayern Munich to be obviously the contenders to obviously defend their their throne, their trophy or their crown, <laughs> their throne? Hello. Yeah, I could I could see that being being the case. They they look very good this year again. So mm. uh, it's going to be interesting. They have a not an easy. Uh, their their group is kind of tough. So yeah, they have to get get past Atletico today and stuff. But um, yeah, but I mean, if, even if they were to. I think if just to even just get a draw from Atletico tonight, they that'll be they them qualify. even as group as as group winners because looking right. at their group, they've got twelve. Mate, looking at this, yeah, they've got group. Tw- they've got twelve points, fifteen goals for, four goals against, a goal difference of plus eleven, and then Atletico yeah. Madrid. Yeah, <laughs> that's just demolishing things. Atletico Madrid obviously have got five points. Yeah, Salzburg with four. So obviously it's one where. Um, you, they've got so much strength and depth. However, I'm not really the best com- convinced about them defensively and no team in Europe actually this season because I think of what's been going on has convinced me a lot. You look at your Real Madrid's and your Barcelona's and you think, mm, I mean, they honestly, if I was playing Liverpool in the last stages against any of those teams that I've just mentioned, Barcelona or Real Madrid, I'd be like, look, we could do this. Like, it's not of years before. They don't look as as strong or even not as composed, solid, yeah. you know? For sure, yeah. Even like New Year at the back, like obviously he's still one of the top goalkeepers in the world, but even he himself isn't looking the same as he like was looking last year or the year before. So, yeah, I think it. I think COVID might, might have had a slight impact on like obviously there's the less um, break between seasons. Yeah, of course, but, yeah. But yeah, I, I, even, I even feel like just defence as a whole, like... It's not really universally, been... it's not the same as it used to be. Yeah, For us, true. obviously, it's a bit lacking because we were losing, like our we've lost our best defender, like in Van Dyke. But mm-hmm. I feel like every team is is not is a bit weak at the moment defensively. So it's it's kind of giving us a little bit of hope because we have a great like attacking strike force. So I think we'll be okay. Um, today we'll see what happens. Uh, do you reckon we'll, we'll grab the grab the clinch the uh, qualification today? I think we will. I think it might be a very hard fought out two uh, one. At the moment, the problem is is that we're literally just. We're patching things up, you know. Milner went down last game again. Thiago's a few weeks out. Cato went down with an, another injury. I was telling another Liverpool fan with him, I love him, but I can't lie to you. For me, I think it's his last season for me personally. And reason being is we, we outlaid that money 
every time this guy gets on a good run, he's always getting injured. And it's starting to remind me a little bit of Jack Wilshere. Like, you, no, serious, all the talent in the world are forever injured. And so, I don't know, I feel Klopp will still persist with him. The problem is, is in our midfield is that, you know, same problem, with, same slightly type of problem with Chamberlain. I like Chamberlain a little bit more, I thought, but we're still having a problem. So in the summer, if we had to, I'd say, look, still keep Curtis Jones' development going on, but to bring someone, yeah. But I can could, I could see that happening. Definitely, yeah. He was brought in for the big bucks a couple of seasons ago, and we've uh, every time he does, you said he, that he gets like a good run in the team, injury strikes, and then he has to sort of fall out, and he falls out of favour. Um, and then, unfortunately for him, just people have have risen to like prominence. People like Henderson is now. Before Henderson was just captain, like in name alone, but now he's like captain in his play as well, which is kind of is good yeah, to see. which is good to see. He's yeah. elevated his play. Yeah, I think Van Adams a much much better player than he was before. Oh, 100%. And, and if I had my way, we probably I'd probably play Jota in a, in a in a midfield three and add and have our top three is the way it normally is. So uh, yeah, yeah. Even that means that there's an there's a, an extra space like taken up in midfield now as well. So it's not like there's no there's no time really for people to be injured at the moment, unfortunately. Yeah, but we I have a lot of injuries. So. That's that's just the, the the honest truth of it. I mean, even just I know flipping it now from from Champions League to to Europa to Europa League. If you see of it, obviously. If you see the whole thing, Celtic are like completely out full for them because they've not been doing well. Spurs been been doing pretty brilliant. Um, if I go and just go to check the tables very quickly, uh, if you go into Arsenal's group, pretty much qualified as well. They've got twelve points, four wins from four, twelve goal, twelve goals scored, two conceded. Uh, Rangers doing pretty well as well, actually. Two wins, two draws, but definitely need a win to kind of solidify their place in uh, the latter stages, which will be good for them because Jar's been having a great season. Leicester yeah. got, um, I, I believe Leicester have qualified now. Um, they've got 10 points top of their group, just trying to look down um, to Tottenham. So Spurs are, are second in their group, but it's only on head-to-head really. Um, it's Antwerp, which are ahead of them. They've both got nine points. Well, obviously, if Spurs were to win um, on Thursday, they would qualify. And it's interesting to see, you can see a lot with these English sides definitely doing well. Um, but actually, my last topic that I wanted to mention about the football is what is going on with Arsenal? Now, I know, obviously, losing to Wolves is not like a bad thing. Obviously, send out like, you know, not condolences, but just wishing that um, Jimenez gets well soon because he had a, a terrible injury. Yeah. You know, obviously, with, with, the, with the head, which was quite dangerous, but we wish him all the best. But I thought Arsenal was just it's just a roller coaster which keeps going on and on. Mm-hmm. They get the win yeah. against Man United a few weeks back. Everyone's like, "Yeah, we're gonna do it." Yeah, yeah. Then it's <laughs> games like this, where I just think, guys, like, I don't think you're there yet. And my last question to you, out in terms of like the football thing, I mean, what can what can Arsenal expect this season, especially the second half of the season? Gosh, where are they now? Like 14th in the league? Yeah, um, but, yeah. I think like either between 10 and 14. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, gosh, Arsenal, FC, they are an interesting team. They're just like, it's, yeah, it's hard to watch sometimes because when I was, I, I happened to catch parts of the game against Wolves and I was like, yeah, Wolves just looked really good against Arsenal and Arsenal just defensively looked a bit lacking. Mm. Um, in their midfield, there, there was no creativity. They just really sort of didn't like, they didn't look like they, like they had anything going for them. Um, it makes it still baffles me that Ozil just can't even get in a team right now, which is which is wild to me. 
Boy, um, boy, boy. <laughs> I, yeah, I know that obviously he fell out of favour with the club and stuff, but he's like a player of his quality should not be sitting at home collecting however much thousands of a week he's collecting. Exactly. Um, so that's one thing. And then even up front, they they weren't as on fire. Like Aubameyang wasn't doing the same thing he normally does. Lacazette looked a bit a bit slow on on the, on that game as well. So yeah, I think Arsenal could expect hopefully a top ten finish. Is that is that like a bad thing? Because I don't know. Then they're, they're normally a top fourteen, but. I think a top 10 finish would be good for Arsenal this year, to be honest with you, because if they get a Europa League spot, then fantastic. <laughs> They've I mean, had a great year. To be fair, it, it just, it is, like the saying goes, it is what it is. Exactly. They ain't there where they used to, and I even try to maybe laugh or all done, but, the, but the, the team's had a lot of things rotting at it. And what I mean by that is, before Arteta came in, you know, you know, Emery, it wasn't working out. But yeah. he, he, Arteta, he needs that time, which he will get. But there needs to be a lot of players that move on from that team. It's not of the standard as it was before. And obviously, great to get Partey in. But, I mean, <laughs> okay, I don't think yeah, this guy wants to... You, you know, he was playing at a team which was challenging. Mm-hmm. And, and Arsenal, can they do it? I don't know. Personally, for me, I think there's a few things wrong in terms of even with the strikers as well. I was speaking with another friend of mine and saying Lacazette looks like a shell of his former self. I mean, yeah. what was this guy that was banging in goals left, right and centre for Leon? Just exactly. Just don't even know. And as for, in terms of creativity, I think to answer, maybe to even talk about your thing a little bit about Ozil, is that, um, yeah, Arteta just doesn't fancy him. And fair enough, but, mate, you better bring in something. Where the creativity at? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Where the passing? <laughs> like who's doing it? What? I mean, it's not Willock. It's not like it's not Nelson. Like you gotta find it from somewhere. Right. And to go out now and maybe buy like a, a a great like number eight or number ten is gonna cost a lot of money, which I don't think they have at the moment. Do you get what I mean? So you gotta do it by the youth. I get you gotta try and figure out ways. But for me personally, I don't know. I mean, Abamyang. Yes, he did deserve the money. Pay the guy, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's how old is he? 32, 33 now. Can he still keep doing it? Is it working by keeping playing him on the left? I don't think so. I think Arteta needs to be a bit more flexible on that. But then again, I'm just a guy talking about football. He gets paid the big bucks. So right. <laughs> as as my shoulders are saying it, he knows what he, he knows what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? That's so, what they're saying. Do you, do you think Arteta is the guy for them like going forward? Obviously, Arsenal fans were really excited when they when they secured him to that, that long term contract and stuff. But do you think Arteta is the guy to take them out of this? This slump that they're going through I right now. I think he is, but the problem is, is that football is not as forgiving as it used to be, and no, it's fickle. and people aren't willing to wait. If there tends to be more defeats, trust me, Arsenal TV are then gonna get more money because it's gonna be like, oh Tetra, oh Tetra, you can't do, guys. Yep. You need to be patient because look, the, I remember like me and you out. We talk. Remember the days of when we had Ricky Lambert, mate. <laughs> it, was, it was difficult. We had, we had, what do you call it? We had an um, Ngog, we had Paulson yeah. in midfield, we had Kincheski. So look, <laughs> your bad times will come round. Obviously, I'm only saying it because good times have come. But Klopp consistently had to work on what he had and made us better. And obviously, we've we've done well, bought better. You know, we've, we've reaped that in Champions Leagues and Premier Leagues, yeah. which has been great. Obviously, just the one Premier League, but it was great for us. Um, Definitely. Yeah, my thinking is that yes, I hope so. I hope he's given time, and he needs more transfer windows. They look, they need to, they need to do a couple more signings, a couple of players, 
looking for people to come back, especially Martinelli. I, I really like him as well. Um, hopefully yeah, he'll get there. He's, he's a good player. So, um, yeah, in terms of the, yeah. the, the football side, I, I feel like, yep, UEFA. Why not? Why not Arsenal use UEFA to get into the Champions League? Why not? Come, that, you know, that might be the only way they can get in this year because I, I don't see them getting top four. So they have I mean, to... the league is a the league is unforgiving, unforgiving. Yeah. But I um, just wanted to. This is the last segment in it, guys. Obviously, if you've been you've been listening to the pod, you're thinking, when are they going to talk about basketball? When? When? Yeah. Obviously, last time we did talk so much about basketball in the draft. Things are. Are we, are we jumping? Are we jumping off? Jumping off football just now? We are. Or do you want us to? I just wanted to quickly, obviously, touch right. on uh, this. We've had a couple, uh, a couple of unfortunate like deaths in the football world, the football oh, universe. Yeah, the uh, yeah, Mar- course, Maradona bro. was a big yes, one, and yes, then uh, Papa Bubba Diop as well, the uh, right. ex-Fulham player from uh, was it Senegal he's from? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. He, so he passed recently as well. So just uh, condolences to their families and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, definitely. And so it's a big loss for the football community. Absolutely, man. That was, oh, mate. Thank you so much for that. I was wrong of me. Um, yeah, Maradona is. As I said, I wasn't I wasn't born around then when he obviously played. You watch videos yeah. and you read a lot of stuff these days. I think reading is definitely helpful. I mean, what he did for not just like for Napoli but Argentina himself, and the way that former like players talk about him um, mm-hmm. in very high high regard in what he was able to do, but the skill that he possessed as well at the time he had, he was he was definitely a player that was you know like like in Argentina they worship him. He, he pretty yeah, much worshipped as a as a player. I'm not uh, Bubba Diop, you know, not to say nah, you, you're not worshipped and loved as well. He was, <laughs> he was. But um, with Maradona, it was different. When you win a World Cup, a bit like what Mbappe is experiencing now, your your status changes. You you're not just that kind of player. You, you your superstar status, and that's why it was always hard because even though Messi was an amazing player, he he couldn't do that what Maradona had, but it would be harsh to compare the two together. Obviously, different times, both fantastic players. But, yeah, to see what Maradona did, like, definitely high regard and both of the players high regard and just condolences to their family, as you said, as well. Yeah. Um, as I was saying, sorry, I was trying to jump off and, and hit him back into NBA. Obviously, we had the draft and then free agency has hit. Like, and now yeah. free agency is settled. And, you know, I, I love to do things where I look at... um. I look at the power rankings, you know, in terms of like where teams are, and obviously, you know, I'm a bit, bit feeling a bit feisty that you guys yeah, want it. A bit, bit bitter, <laughs> a little bit, because you know the fact that I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed at the Clippers. I mean, what players here or there? Probably um, Ibaka is the one that that impresses me the most. I'm happy, but I mean, you guys got Gasol, you got Shrouder, you got Harold. I mean, I'm jealous. That to come in your starting lineups looking good for um for next season as a lakers fan how do you think you guys obviously did in uh, free agency yeah very we did very well yeah very i think well. we, we strengthened <laughs> quite well i'm uh, i'm definitely happy, happy with the moves we made especially like there's been a like we're not people weren't always too sure on rob palinka as the gm of our team just because like there was kind of this view that he got the job because he was kobe's friend Mm-hmm. Um, and people didn't really quite respect him, especially like when Magic was the one making all the decisions those those couple of years. Um, but he's really sort of come in this last two, three years, and 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 uh, especially like after Magic left, and he sort of really put his stamp on the team, and it's kind of nice to see. So mm-hmm. yeah, he, I like the moves he's made this year. I think we strengthened in a couple of departments where we needed. I think bench wise we're a bit stronger as well, so that's, that's going to help our second unit. Yeah. Um, 
I do like the fact that we brought back a couple of people. I've heard, I think I heard we're bringing back Jared Dudley as well. Okay. So that's always yeah. nice, nice for the nostalgic and for the uh, for the the emotional side of things. I don't, he doesn't mm-hmm. really play much, but he's he's there for the, the locker room and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so I think as a team we've gotten stronger. I think AD and LeBron are only going to get better playing together with more familiarity and stuff. Yeah, um, I really like Schroeder. I think I think Schroeder's a starting kind of a point guard to be honest with you. Um, because he was obviously always going to come off the bench for, oh, yeah. for OKC, but I think for us he can start on our team. So nice. I'd look forward to seeing what that what that looks like. Oh yeah, definitely because I feel like if you look at his stats, I think sometimes he averages eighteen points wise. So yeah, he off is, the bench last year. Yeah, off the, like exactly, he is a good option to have at starting because obviously there's no Rondo there um, anymore, and LeBron can literally play in that position anyway. But it's yeah. one where, um, yeah, it's one where I think you. You guys strengthened, obviously, hurt us as well, which I don't know. Maybe I'm just a bit as Clippers fan. We lost after being, I mean, 3-1 three, three, up. Who knows? Maybe I need to get over myself. But Harold definitely is going to be a weapon for you guys. And, yes, looking good. Looking looking very, very good for you guys. Uh, next season, you're definitely up there. Definitely up there, 100%. Yeah. To win it strong all. Favorites to, strong favourites to defend yeah, the title. Yeah, to, to, to um, you know, obviously defend the title. It depends because if we're looking at it and, and kind of bouncing off that, you know, obviously the Bucks bought a few players, and I, I really like, you know, as I said before, I think in the last pod I might have been discussing with you, I like the, the Drew Holiday going there. Now, yeah. the fact that they couldn't do the sign and trade for, um, Bogdan. for Bogdanovich wasn't the best, and I think it did hurt them a little bit because that would have, if they got that over the line, I would have thought, okay. That you guys are, you, you didn't come here just to play. You came here to do yeah, business. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, this is business now. No, oh, we're, not, we're trying to win it. Like, you know, no, we're going to do this. Because obviously, what I think the Heat did very well is like, you stopped Giannis. I mean, who's stepping up? Middleton didn't have that. But, you yeah. know, having Drew Holiday, having Middleton, I mean, it, it should give him a little bit more of an edge. Uh, jumping onto that, I mean, if you look at the Heat as well, They've obviously still got their players. They lost uh, Crowder and they lost Derek Jones, but they've got they've got a Harkless. They've got Avery Bradley from you guys, which is which is interesting. And I still yeah, think, interesting pickup. Um, Bam's there, uh, obviously. Uh, yeah, Bam, Bam resigned. So that one's that one's interesting for calories, uh, calorie salary cap, salary salary cap, because uh, with them obviously they offered obviously they they're um, giving Bam a lot of money this year. So it means that next year they're not going to have as much to play with. Mm. And obviously they were kind of in the running for Giannis. Um, and because obviously Giannis and Bam have the same agent. Ooh. So there's, there's this thought of, thought of process that if Bam was to wait this year, not resign this year, they could then have more money to resign him and Giannis next year. But he's, they've, already, they've obviously now resigned Bam. So they have a bit less money to play with next year. But So they're not as much in the running, but they can still probably make it, get it done. Because you know how teams just figure stuff out with salary caps and stuff. But yeah. with the Bucks, they're, apparently the word is that Giannis really wanted them to add Bogdan. And the yeah. fact that they didn't do that is a bit of a, it's, it's not, it's not, not leaving the best. Not uh, yeah, it's not been taken well by, the, by the Giannis at the compo camp, apparently. So and especially because he hasn't resigned yet, it's looking. Obviously, I think the media obviously are playing into it a little bit. Yeah, like, little bit I'm yeah. playing into it a little bit as well. But there's a, there's a thought process now that maybe Giannis isn't going to be as happy next year, especially if they don't win anything. Then it might be it's looking likely that he'll probably leave next year. So that's going to be interesting. We still haven't really like I think Eddie hasn't hasn't resigned yet, which is still a it's not a worry because we know he's going to resign, but he hasn't resigned yet. So that's that's going to be interesting for us. The word is that he's looking to see what Giannis does, but obviously Giannis can resign next year. 
we need ADT to resign this year so that we can uh, get him locked in for the next few years at least. But <laughs> yeah. I reckon he'll sign a, a deal that maybe potentially links him with, because I think LeBron's got another two years left on his deal. Okay. So I, I could I could see AD signing like a one-on-one deal where like he gets like the player option so that he can maybe st- sync up with LeBron's re-signing. So that yeah, if, yeah, if a chance that it doesn't work out next year, he, could. he can always do his thing and, and bounce. But yeah, yeah, of course, absolutely. Because now you've got to be thinking, obviously, AD, he's, he's won his ring now and definitely goes in. I mean, everyone always says he's like a top five player, but he's definitely edging it to maybe even top three, to be honest, because I feel, I feel it's just, you know, just everything he does, shooting, I mean, his size, his defence as well, is just incredible. So... I mean, the the only thing that I can say about you guys, really, in terms of people coming for you, is maybe us as the Clippers. But mm-hmm. it, it, the trade hasn't happened yet, and a lot of people thought it would. But if James Harden went to to the Nets, I also think that's a little bit, almost like a bit like when KD went to Golden State, it would be like, oh, snap. Like, you guys definitely got, you know, this is definitely Thanos trying to walk into the room, you know. Yeah, it would shift like, the balance of the league for sure. But um, yeah, um, there's talk of Houston obviously trying trying to trade. Um, so obviously there was last week the the discussions were that they were they were trying to trade for John Wall, like maybe try and trade Westbrook for Wall. Okay, yeah, but, I heard that. Um, yeah. The Wizards came out and said that they have no they intention of trading Wall. So yeah, of course, we'll see how that. But obviously, like Wall himself is, kind of, I think, unhappy in in Washington because they kind of want to build around Bradley Beal, not him. Oh yeah, of course. So yeah. so we'll have to see how that goes for him in that situation. But I don't see the Rockets making any trades. I see them sort of keeping the same same team and running it back next year and losing it next year because they, they can't win with small ball um, against teams like us who have like solid centers and stuff. So that's going to be interesting. I still don't discount completely the Warriors okay. just because Steph, Steph is Steph still Steph. Steph. Yeah. And, and they did add, they did add Ubre and they did add some other pieces that I think could make could help some difference. Yeah. But again, he's on his own. So like, we'll have to see how much they do, but I do see them being like a low key playoff team. Yeah. Um, obviously, obviously the Suns are better this year. Yeah, they can be interesting. CP3. Denver's still in the mix as well. Denver still they kept kept their same core and they're all growing and getting better with uh, Jokic and 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 um, Jamal Murray. So that's going to be interesting. I think the Trailblazers adding Robert Robert Covington okay, is yeah, a like is that. a deal deal that went under the radar a little bit, but I think mm-hmm. it's a very good ad- addition for them because obviously they re-signed uh, Carmelo. They've still got Dame. They've still got CJ. Still got Nurkic. Add Robert Covington. Add Melo on like when he's playing. Then. They're, they're a decent proposition in the West as well. So the West is just stacked, man. But the East is just like a couple of good teams and the rest of them are just there. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely agree with you. I mean, um, I think obviously if I, I talk about like uh, like after the draft to say like players that I really want to see succeed is obviously um, uh, it, it would definitely be uh, mellow for the Hornets because I'd love yeah. to see how that could kind of progress. And to see if he could do what he does, like, you know, in now in the NBA, which is obviously the league above all leagues. You know, yeah. he's been doing his stuff out in Europe and stuff like that. Um, Edwards as well. Be interesting to see, obviously, them guys, the top, like, three picks. And obviously the pick that went to um, New York, just to, just to say, I mean, I, I'd love to... I mean, I go to New York every now and then. I love me some New York. Everyone who knows me knows I love me some New York. But, mate... That place is trash in terms of the team. <laughs> I'll say it again. They need to get their act together. I want to see the yeah. days when, you know, they were challenging and doing bits. So who went there? Well, they, they, I think they had the eighth or ninth pick. It was... um 
eighth pick, they got Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin, and you know, Toppin, do you, if I don't know if you're listening to us, boy, but <laughs> Toppin, do your thing, bro. <laughs> do <Right>. your thing. <laughs> <laughs> they need they need a lot of help. The Knicks, they're like, uh, they're the kind of team that currently like could take on a couple like teams that have really bad contracts in order to get like maybe a better draft pick for the next year because next year's draft's meant to be proper stacked. So mm, I think yeah. the Knicks are probably are probably preparing for that to try and build for the future that way. But um, I think with Obi Toppin and RJ Barrett and Kevin Knox and some other guys, they can build, but they need to do more. They they need like a. I think they should. I think they should worry on like building through the draft though, because like, there's talk of them trying to trade for like a Westbrook, and I think that's the wrong move to make because then they they like diminish all their like growing young talent for like that's one true. already established talent. For one guy, that and I think they, they, need, they need more than one guy. Yeah, exactly. They need more than one <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah. So, so it wouldn't make sense for them. But it's gonna be interesting. It's mad to think the NBA is starting in like in like a few weeks. Oh, but I was so excited when it said obviously first of December. I thought, ooh, NBA in about three or four weeks time. Yeah. Excelente. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah no nah, definitely i'm i'm excited you can get into it um guys if you're listening tune in for the aggregate score because we'll definitely be keeping you up to date if not like you know via pods but obviously on our instagram posting scores and stuff so you can keep in tune um yeah i mean that's it for this week man yeah thank you so much Al, for coming on um just to plug us guys listen to us this pod that has just been done will go up so um uh, listen to us on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts as the aggregate score. And check us yeah. on Insta- Instagram as well. But give us a follow on the Spotify and Apple Music because we appear on pe- more people's feeds that way. Yes, indeed. Leave a review if you can. We appreciate all five-star reviews for sure, for sure. <laughs> dunno, dunno. Yeah. And um, yeah, man, uh, take care, bro. All right, man. Peace. <laughs>